listening to the Money Monopolizers podcast, helping you take control of your financial destiny. It's about time that we invest more in our financial literacy and work towards building generational wealth. If you think you're ready to do the same, then you've come to the right place. Alex, Marlon, y'all ready? Let's get this bread. What's good, everybody? It's Alex Camunio here. We are back with episode 31 of the Money Monopolizers podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Marlon Walls. Marlon, how you doing today, bro? Man, I'm doing good, bro. You know, just school is going on as always. I, I mean, I'm just so ready for school to be over. I can't even tell you about it. I, be, I keep on getting asked by all of, all of my peers, like, hey, bro, you going to stay for that PhD? <laughs> nah, bro, leave me alone about that. I'm, I'm counting the days, bro. That's all I can, all I can say. I'm counting them down, like... It's close to the end. I'm just ready to keep on grinding, on, grinding bro, away and finishing up. PhD. Nah, bro. Come on, bro. It's four I'm more years. Four <laughs> years, bro. That's, God dang, I can't even imagine. Like, I'd be thinking about it. I'm like, there's no way I can. I got, I don't got no more left in me, honestly. After this, this is it. But <laughs> other than that, uh, businesses are going good. We're trying to get this next deal going. Whether it's in Houston or in San Antonio, bro, it's like hard to find deals, honestly. But I'm ready. As soon as I get back there, I know I'm about to just take take it and go like take the reins fully and just like go all all like balls deep <laughs> into like real estate and Whoa. just yeah. Hey, I'm <laughs> <laughs> pause on that then. But oh man, I'm just like I'm ready like just to do something different. I don't know. Like as far as all the school and stuff, I'm so ready to be done. So I'm yeah. ready to take the next step in life. Hey man, just hold in there. You got a couple months. Just pay your dues. <laughs> you How you been, bro? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, hustling out here, hustling. Um, yeah, like you said, business is going good. Business is going great. Um, getting ready to hopefully close close on a flip here in San Antonio next week. Hopefully, or I mean, not next week. Hopefully, we get our offer accepted next this week, right. and we close on it within sometime in February. Um, but. That deal is going to be funded 100% with private money. So, you know, didn't have, this is going to be one of the first deals where didn't have to use a dime of uh, our own money. So, you know, shout out to uh, the podcast. Shout out to the internet for that. Um, shout out to, you know, anyone that's willing to uh, lend money to us so we can do real estate deals. I appreciate y'all. Um, Crazy. The power so, of the yeah, internet. But, all you do hey, is just man. you just say something and then people are just giving you money. It's crazy how that works. Hey, I don't talk about it just for my own fun. <laughs> I'm talking about it because it's real. It really works. That's why we for did sure. a whole episode over it, episode 29. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, I'm just out here hustling. Uh, got some other. Finally, got some traction in my other business starting. Um, hopefully by the end, or hopefully by the end of February, get that up and running by March. Still ain't going to talk about that yet because I want to make sure it's off the before I comment on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, you know, I'm right now, really, my mindset is I'm 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 on that McDonald's formula right now. I just need to <laughs> I'm trying to start as many businesses as I can while I've got. I mean, I ain't got time, really. I'm, my time is already stretched, but as myself as far as I can. Um, and then letting those businesses pay for more real estate. So, you know, <laughs> grinding in your 20s, bro. Grinding in your 20s. Wait, that's all. Is it? The name of the game. Wow. Shoot. Just do this for a few years. I'll be good. But yeah, let's get into this episode. Um, uh, You had kind of mentioned you just we kind of talked about college 
So it's fitting for uh well I guess we talk about that at the beginning of every episode because he's still in school, but <laughs> today it is yeah, today is very fitting because uh, uh we are going to be talking about um is college right for everyone? Um that's the topic today. Um I mean this is gonna it's really you know based the reason we're talking about this is because of um what I'm seeing a lot from you know the <laughs> existing student loan crisis that you know just hanging above our heads in 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 society so that's kind of one of the reasons why this could be or why we thought this could be a good topic to uh discuss today um because it's something that affects probably i mean we're talking student loans in general um i don't know the stats for how many people have student loans but probably of our listeners I would say a majority of them, definitely over fifty percent, mm. student loan. Um, considering our demographic, um, so yeah, I think it's a time that we <laughs> kind of touch on. I know we we never really um talk 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 a lot about this topic, and I just be you know pretty transparent with y'all here. The reason we don't really talk too much about this is because uh, we don't we don't have student loans ourselves. So uh, fortunately, I was able to graduate college without taking out any debt and also um you know just through scholarships and um financial aid and also shout out to my parents um i was just in a fortunate situation to where i didn't have to take out any student loans and i was able to graduate so you know i'm (laughs) forever grateful for that because you know i look around and i see that and you know it's definitely it, it 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 is a it's it's a hindrance, definitely, and it's definitely like a it's a it's a weight that's gonna pull a lot of people down. That does pull a lot, of people down. and you know I'm fortunate I have to kind of deal with that. But that being said, Marlon, I know you too. You didn't have to take any student loans, right? Yeah, I was about to comment on that. Yeah, yeah for me, I want to just I just pay so much respect to my dad because I think about how much that he was like putting 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 me out there back when I was like playing football. He would send my highlight film to at least a thousand different coaches around the country to just to make sure that I got recruited the the way that um, I should be. Like that, that I know I was putting in the work on the field, but I was even concerned about like the next level. I was just focused on what I was doing at the time. And he he was just putting me out there like, bro, because he had it in mind, like, bro, what's he going to do after high school? Like, if he goes to college and um, he has to like take out student loans, he's going to be paying that for uh, X amount of years. So he's like, if we can get him a free scholarship, like a full ride scholarship, man, we can really set him up to to be have massive success later on. And like I said, I just pay a lot of respect to him for that, because that really has propelled me to where I am today as far as being able to save up as much as I can, even while in school, because I don't have any student loans I've taken out. Because, but I just want to like definitely acknowledge how real it is for other people that like in this world, like our listeners and everything. Like that's a I'm I I think about that like all the time. Like damn, bro, that's thank, I'm just forever grateful for my parents because they paid for a majority of my school. Um, and they were just just for, by saving, you know, since we were <laughs> four years old, five years old. So for my, me and my sister. So shout out to them. But yeah. Let's get into this episode more so what we want to talk about so i think <clears throat> if the, the what we really want to talk about is like i say is college right for everyone right so um that's what we're going to kind of get into but before i do we do talk about that i do want to i do want to kind of put some emphasis on what the student loan crisis is looking like today and the effects that it's having 
on society and what you know the effects that it's gonna continue to have um just by you know talking about some really some crazy facts i saw when i was doing um research about student loans um and the crisis that is today um one a few of the things that i saw was one the national total student loan debt is over 1.5 trillion dollars um which is eight percent of the united states gdp so i mean that's higher than the gdp of australia new zealand new zealand and ireland combined so you could imagine you know just that that kind of puts in perspective how significant that student loan crisis is it's in the average in 2018 a lot of the a lot of the stats that i saw were based off of 2018 but in 2018 the average debt per graduate was twenty nine thousand eight hundred dollars while the average salary was forty eight thousand dollars so you know <laughs> you can kind of marinate on that a little um ROI. tuition costs huh oh and i just i was just thinking to myself that roi is terrible <laughs> yeah you think about tuition it. costs have more than doubled since the 1980s um so two and 13 percent increase at all or a average on average a 213 percent across four-year public schools um in 2000 in 1988 tuition was three thousand dollars and in 2020 or this for the 1920 school year average tuition for a four-year public university is ten thousand dollars that's just strictly tuition only not including you know room and board and books and um, all the other stuff while their wages have only increased 67 percent so you can see there's a large disparity between those kind of things um but you see that in a lot of <laughs> kind of things like that um another thing i saw is that more than three this is just crazy more than three million senior citizens are still paying off their loans right think about that and it's like well what are they using to pay it off right they're using their retirement money to pay off their student loans which is insane to think about but that's that's actually happening another crazy thing i saw was that 101 people in the united states as of 2018 owed at least one million dollars in student loans i was like bro <laughs> A million dollars, a million dollars in student loans, bro. Like, bro, what is? Oh my god! Like, I, <laughs> I saw that this one dude. His name was Mike Maroud. He was an orthodontist. He went to school. I think he went. To, he went to USC School of Dentistry. I think, um, and he owed one million sixty thousand nine hundred forty-four dollars, nine hundred forty-five dollars, which was like, bro, a million dollars. Because he wanted to be an orthodontist, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, he went to like the one of the top schools in the world for you know dentistry, but a million dollars, bro, and it's crazy because they said over the next two decades that's expected to rise to two million dollars, <laughs> and the uh, his his balance and his uh, median salary is only two hundred for well for an orthodontist, the median salary is barely two hundred k, two hundred eight thousand dollars. So, like, bro, that's that's crazy to think about because. I mean, two million dollars. Two million dollars, and you're only making two hundred k. I mean, good luck. That's a cooking. But you know, that's just one of the crazy things. Another thing I saw. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna kind of run through these real quick. Um, black graduates are five times more likely to default than white graduates. Right. So that defaulting meaning they don't make they don't make any payments for nine months. Um, and that's one of the things that's continuing to widen the racial wealth gap. Right. Another thing, um, in 2018, 13% of Americans decided not to have kids due to, excuse me, due to, due to student loan debt. Um, and, I mean, that's a significant percent of the American population, 13%. Um, so you can, can imagine that the student loan debt 
is delaying a lot of other life life milestones, like, you know, buying a house and getting married. And then the last thing that I saw that was crazy, um, I, I saw that, well, it was kind of just, it's not really crazy, but it was kind of, it was a study that I saw. They surveyed a thousand graduates, right? And they asked them, what would you do to erase your student loan debt? Um, and I always, you always see the stuff on Twitter about the crazy stuff people would do <laughs> to erase their student loan debt with. They said, so 49% of those thousand people said that they would walk to work for a month. 40% said that they would relive, they would relive high school all over again. That's crazy to me. Four, you would redo four years. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. 40% said they would work for a year with no time off. Um, and 39% said that they would spend a week in jail. I was thinking, I was like, I mean, bro, we can jail. That's not even nothing. You're going to have to increase that. <laughs> They're going to have to increase that, maybe to make that a month and let's see how many people would do that. But a week in jail? You could do a week in jail to pay off, to, to, to raise 30K. <laughs> no, nah, I'm thinking about those people who owe that dang million. Like, bro, what, what, what are they going to do to get rid of they, that, that million dollars in debt? That's scary. Bro, I'm, I'm thinking about how much. How much debt did they have when they originally uh, like accrued the student loans, like when they first got out? Because how does it just compound its way to a million dollars? That's like unsurmountable at that point. I just think about like people like Robert Smith, you know, that how he paid all, the, all those college grads student loan debt. Like you can just imagine like how for one, the, the students felt, but more so the parents like they they have seen firsthand how student loans can linger on for a lifetime. That's why you saw so many of them like just in tears, just. I mean, balling when when they, he said that like we're all your student loans will be will be forgiven and just and just covered, like bro, that's that's life changing, honestly. Yeah, for sure, so, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of those are just kind of some <laughs> stats that I saw that I wanted to kind of talk about just to like kind of make people aware of what the, like the reality of the situation is because the student loan crisis is only heightening um, as college costs continue to rise, which they will. Uh, we're going to see a lot of <clears throat> things shift in the economy due to that. We're going to see a lot less people buying homes. Uh, you know, as people get older, millennials and Generation Z, as they get older, they're not going to be buying houses because that's not going to be on their mind now. Um, people are going to be living at home with their parents now. Uh, all these kind of things are going to keep happening. Even I think one thing to be on the lookout for is, you know, because in 2008, one, one of the things that caused crisis was or sorry the uh, uh market crash the great recession as they call it was the fact that you know mortgage rates were defaulting at 11 percent um and what i'm seeing today what I, the based on the things that i've been reading they're saying that the default rate right now for student loans is also 11 percent right so i mean obviously a mortgage versus a student loan those you know the average balance on that is probably a lot higher for a mortgage um but you know that is definitely something to be <laughs> conscious of because the, the the same market and the same you know the same economics that apply for uh mortgages applies for students so um but that's a, another topic for a different day um i do want to get into more so now why or what we think about you know when we talk about is college right for everyone right because one thing i do think is that there's a big problem with our school system and really within society, right, in terms of what we're telling young people to do, right, and what we're telling them is right and wrong as far as uh, higher education. Um, because in society and in schools and high schools, 
Mm, I mean, we're telling every 18-year-old that they have to go to a four-year university in order to be successful, right? 18 kids obviously don't really understand the significance of taking on that much debt. Like, they don't understand what they're doing to their financial future. I mean, you can ask a bunch of 30-year-olds right now what what that, that debt is, has done to them and what it, it how it has affected them, right? Obviously, an 18-year-old doesn't know nothing about that. So that's not something I – don't, I don't believe that's something we should be doing. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about that because I don't really believe that – I'll just say from personally, I don't really believe that college is right for everyone. The When I say college, I mean the, the traditional four-year university kind of route that they talk about. And another thing, too, is that, you know, they put pressure on kids to go to, like <laughs> – like I said, if you – they. Like the stigma is that if you don't go to like a big school that you're not smart or, um, you know, all these other things about you um, or if you don't go to like a prestigious school, I think is a better word, um, which is far from the truth. Because for me, I mean, I'm just looking at myself. Right. Because I had the option to either go to UT or I could have went you, for those that don't in Texas. UT is University of Texas in Austin, which is like the like that's like one of the top schools in the world, really. Um, or I could have went to the U of H in Houston, or I could have went to University of Texas in San Antonio. But, you know, the crazy thing about that is, I mean, I made my decision really based off of the, fi- the financial implications, right? Because I know if I'd have went to UT, I might have to take out a couple loans, which I wasn't really messing with. <laughs> so I knew that for me, I was like, all right, bet. Because you got to understand, bro, it doesn't really matter where for most degrees it doesn't really matter where you get your degree from like it doesn't really like the the what matters is how you do when you actually get there right because what is a what is a what is a a harvard degree if you had a 1.8 gpa right <laughs> what does that mean it's, it's you might as well have went to the community college first right it don't mean nothing um and that's kind of how i think about it too i mean i went to utsa and i have I make more money than a lot of the people that enter my same career that went to you um, just because I know how I know my worth and I know how that I performed well at UTSA. So I know when I was graduating, I was like, look, I know what I'm worth. You're going to pay me what I'm worth. You know, that's that's one big stigma that I really just don't like because um, it really it don't matter what school you go to. Really, if you do decide to go to school, it's about how you perform when you get there. So. I like that a lot because I'm thinking 18 year old Alex just being financially savvy, like, nah, bro, I ain't, I ain't going to UT. I, I'm just going, going to show my worth at UTSA. I, I, I got this, bro. I ain't got to take all that, all them student loans out. But I, I just think about my situation is kind of similar. It's like, it doesn't matter where you're at, it's just about how you perform when you get there. For me, I was a 4.0 student in engineering physics at Stephen F. Austin. People don't even, people always say, oh, is, is that in Austin? No, nah, like that's that's how unknown the school is, though, yeah. because uh, Stephen F. Austin is just a, a small uh, city, well, not a small uh, university in Nacogdoches, Texas. Nobody knows that where that is even. So it's like, uh, well, it's not a big name school, but you can make your you can make a big name for yourself based off of how you perform there, and right. that's what ended up getting me different. The internship opportunity led to a job opportunity, led to um, me being able to get come to Purdue for free. Like all that was covered just because of how I performed at wherever I went, Stephen F. Austin or wherever else, UTSA for you. It's yeah. not about, it's like I said before, it's not about, um, what's it called? The name of the place that you go to is about how you perform when you get there. Exactly. But, um, 
I think honestly, for a lot of other people, it's just about like looking at your career goals. It's probably like a good starting point because don't don't focus so much on what your parents or what your teachers are, are telling you as far as, oh, go to this big school, this big university with this big name to get all the different offers and job opportunities. Like despite the pressure, you need to make an informed Alex decision like he did. <laughs> <laughs> like, like make sure that you think about the financial aspects of it, because when you accrue this type of debt, it's going to compound with time. Like this is one of those compound interest type debts that will just uh, grow exponentially over time. If you uh, are making minimum payments, good luck. You, you're never going to pay it off, honestly. Like we had a, our guest last time, uh, I think Kendra talked about her, her student loans. Who was it? Was it Kendra or was it um, uh, Crystal that talked about? You said Crystal? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Crystal had talked about how she paid she paid off her student loans and how minimum payments was not finna work for her. And like, and you can just take it from from the horse's mouth. Like, the minimum payments will keep you in debt for a, a good amount of time. But you had to look at also different options that uh, different routes that you can go in order to get your degree. If you choose to go get a degree, there's different options that you can pursue, such as uh, looking at community college. It may be frowned upon by people who just who idolize big name schools but community college is a very smart financial decision if you're choosing to pursue a degree like you can take all of your core basic classes in the beginning and then you can finish off at a uh, at a university instead of taking all four years at that university and paying a premium for the same knowledge that you can get at a community college and then you also can think about think about it from the aspect of what's your dream job at the at the end of the day like does it require more experience or does it require you to have a, a, your academic credentials, like a, a bachelor's degree? Because that also can determine like which route you take, whether it's college or whether it's some other type of some other form of education to get into your career. Because um, like sometimes college may not be the most financially um, smart thing to do in that case. And you can think of like people to just a, to a further extent, like if you try, try to be like a comedian or if you're trying like to, I don't know, have it run your own business, like a, a lawn business or something. You definitely don't know you have to worry about like going to get, you know, a formal education. Look at Steve Jobs, Steve Harvey, Ellen DeGeneres. They all dropped out of college. It's not doesn't mean that they're not smart, but it's just saying that, hey, I know what I want to do. And I know that college is not going to get me there. And that, that's you haven't just realized that for yourself. Like, it, it, do you do you really visualize yourself being more successful because you went to college? And if that you can't answer yes to that, then why are you spending your time and your money? Um, at a place where you're not going to get a good return on your investment. Because think about it, even practically, right? How many professions that are needed every day in society actually require a college degree? Like, there's a there's a bunch of them actually don't, right? I mean, you look at the plumbers, you look at electricians, you look at nurses, you look at pharmacy techs, you look at, you know, mechanics, um, specialized mechanics, you look at chefs. These are all skilled trade workers that will always be in society, right? There's nothing. All of those professions are always going to be needed, right? No matter how how far we come as a society, those will actually always, for the most part, probably be needed, right? So we had to. Those are that. Those are viable skills that people should be going to school to get. So I think you know a lot of 18 year olds too should be encouraged to go to those kind of trade schools and vocational schools to get that kind of uh, education. Because I mean, you you think about those stigmas. It's like, bro. Because there's a stigma about going to those trade schools that those people aren't smart too. But I mean, it's crazy because you gotta the stuff that those people, a lot of them are doing. Uh, you gotta be pretty smart to be able to do some of those things, right? Like when you're looking at them, you know, airplane engines to be able to repair one of them, you gotta be pretty smart to be able to do that. Or how to wire in a an entire house without killing yourself by electrocution, <laughs> you gotta be able to do that, right? So those are those are things that you know 
people should be getting encouraged to go do. Um, and I, when I looked at it, I saw that 72% of all skilled trade workers are actually age 45 or older. So that says that a lot of, you know, young people aren't being encouraged to go to those schools. Um, just And that's probably just as a subject or as a result of society, societal stigmas. So I mean, the, the crazy thing about it is that a lot of these professions and trades actually make a lot more money, you know, than the traditional jobs, right? Because according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the median salary electrician is 55000 Median salary for a plumber is 54000 Median salary for a registered nurse is 69000 Median salary for aircraft mechanic is 63000 Median entry-level chef is $43,000, right? Those are all very valuable professions and trades that are needed in society that pay a good amount of money, right? There's You don't have to go to school. You don't have... Like people want to, you know, take the sexy route when in reality, that's the stuff that works. That's the <laughs> tried and true stuff that's you're definitely going to be able to get work doing that. Right. And the best the best thing, I think, too, about that is that you can easily start your own business, you know, as doing a lot of these trade possession professions. Right. You, in a sense, are the um, you are the value in the job. Right. So you can bring your value to directly to customers as opposed to. If you graduate as an engineer, right, you can't just go say, hey, I can do engineering for you. No, you have to go work for a company and then go uh, do engineering for the company that's going to do engineering for the other person. Right. And you I mean, you could start your own company, but good luck getting work in the beginning. So that's kind of how that is. Right. And, it, you know, a lot of those professions are performance based, too, as an electrician, as a plumber. You know, those are performance based um kind of uh, uh, pays because the more you do, the more you're going to get paid. Because uh, when you look at a lot of these uh, uh, trade and vocational school prices, the the price for the entire thing is only 33000 you know, and you compare that to a four-year degree university or a four-year university degree, which is probably, you know, four times that amount, right? So you're getting a uh, valuable education for the price of a one year at a normal college. So a lot of people don't really take advantage of that though because there's just stigmas attached to it so i think a big takeaway from all that is just the fact that um you can find other means to obtain your goals at the end of the day because like trade school it may not be the most sexy thing like you said but at the same time it's going to be a it's a, probably you get a much better return on your investment of your time and of your money like as far as like the loans that you may have to take out and how much it's going to cost and all that but i think on just like to another degree if you um, want to look at different um, local or part or full time jobs that don't like require a lot of experience, but what that do require that may require more experience than just a college degree. You may look at you may look into that as like an option. Like um, say if you're trying to be like a retail person or like a salesman, you may not need the, the exact formal degree in order to like uh, indulge in that. Like you may just start off at like working at. I don't know, Walmart working at just as a, a, a floor salesman or something. You start building up that experience. And then over time, you now have experience to show for um, like applying to bigger jobs rather than just having this academic degree in order to get into it. Or you can like go to YouTube University, as we always talk about. Like you can literally learn anything that you want to on YouTube at, at today in today's day. Like whether you want to be a handyman, whether you want to be a graphic designer. Like I think all that information is just readily available for you. And that's it's actually some um, 
some skills that are highly sought after from different companies. So they say rather than just finding somebody who has a degree in it, if you know how to do it, you know how to do it. And then, so you can you can sell yourself in that regard. And I think it's just important to know, like, don't, don't get caught with a tremendous amount of debt and that you later find out is just like it wasn't even necessary because you went to this big four year uh, university. Yeah. So, you know, I think one of the, another problem with it is that um, schools don't really teach students to look at a degree as an investment. They don't really teach them about really they don't teach them about the financial implications of a college degree or what that entails of financing a college degree. I mean, I'm not surprised schools don't teach anything about finances, but, you know, they don't even teach you really how you should be looking at a degree when it comes to the finance, right? Because in reality, it is an investment. Because what is an investment? An investment is, you know, investing is when you are, the goal of investing or the goal of an investment is to get the highest return possible um, and to have the most efficient use of your money, right? So that is what an investment is, right? When you look at it, when you look at the definition of it or the formula, it is uh, benefit over cost, right? So the goal, we talked about this in an episode and maybe it was episode one, I think, or episode one of them early episodes, but the goal is to get the highest salary possible for the lowest amount of student loan debt. That's the goal, really, with an investment, right? In this case, right? Um, and this that's really how student loans can become, you know, good or bad investments or good and bad good and bad for a lot of people. Because, I mean, let's be real. The bo- at, at the end of the day, the bottom line is that if the starting salary isn't high enough, it's not probably not worth pursuing that degree, right? And you can say like, oh, it's my passion or whatever. It's like fine, that's fine. If it's your passion, whatever. If you know, if art is your passion, then that's fine. If history is your passion, and that's fine. But just know that you know you, you might have struggles when it comes to paying that off with that that salary because that's not an efficient investment when we strictly looking at it in terms of the money. If you can't make enough money to pay the loan off, it's a bad investment. Um, and a lot of people, I mean, frankly, they just go to school, incur $30,000 in student loans, and then with a $38,000 paying job. Well, I'm I'm with you. That's, you know, not a good investment. Because if you, you know, look at the return on that. What is the return on that? It's awful. It's not a good return at all. So, you know, if you if you got 30000 in debt and then you got a $60,000 paying job, then that's a good return on your investment. But... You know, a lot of these majors, you know, it's really looking at I'm not trying to bash nobody's major, but I'm just being honest with you. I'm just, you know, we talking money. That's what this podcast is about. Um, you know, a lot of these majors, liberal arts, and uh, history and, you know, underwater backing, all these majors, bro, they they just not they not they not getting you the return that you need to be loans off in a good amount of time before they. You know, you had thirty thousand dollars of debt it become sixty thousand dollars of debt because it's been lingering for ten years mm-hmm. instead of getting paid off. So you gotta we gotta be able to teach kids to look at it like in a way, like realistically look at it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for anybody who's a parent out there, it's so important to either whether to teach your kids to uh, look at this decision as a financial decision, because it, in reality it is. And that's what and that's what people have been like glossing over over the years. It's like they just saying, go go to the university for the sake of having that for, for the namesake more so than uh, what's it going to produce for you afterwards. Because like Alex was talking about, like the debt that you get into versus the income that you're making after after the fact is definitely makes a difference in how feasible it 
it is to pay off the, those student loans. Because um, I, I saw a similar statistic that you did about like the, the debt versus the average debt versus the average uh, salary that people were making. It was reported by Forbes that uh, the average debt was like thirty seven thousand. Um, I think this is like more recent, 2019, 2020. And um, the average salary was still below that 50000 though. And that's before tax. So just imagine taking away 30% after taxes or uh, for taxes. And now you're looking at around, I don't know, 38, 40,000. Now you're really in trouble because um, it's, it's, if you want to pay those student loans off for any re reasonable amount of time, you're going to have to be sacrificing a whole lot. You're probably not going to be eating a few days. You're probably <laughs> living in the shack. I don't know. You're going to do something crazy in order to uh, be able to afford those student loans and be able to pay them off if you want to like get them off your plate uh, uh, altogether. And I think like you, you pointed something out that really like spoke to me earlier. You said watch watch uh, what that starting salary is for your career because this that starting salary that you get will pretty much set your entire career salary for the rest of your career like um because what they're gonna what your boss or what your employer is going to be doing from there there forward is uh giving you a percentage increase and, and not just what they think you're worth and that's yeah. the i really hate that that system so much because somebody can start off with i don't know 70k uh as a starting salary somebody may start off with like 40 or 50k and from then on that's that's going to stagnate them as far as what they can make it's going to be like three three percent increases over every year or something and real quick, just to add to that too, just because you mentioned it, um, you know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people our age and a lot of people in our demographic are scared to negotiate their salary. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared to negotiate your salary, especially when you start a new job. You got to remember that you're the one that has the leverage, right? You have all the options, right? You have the leverage. Whenever you're starting a job is whenever you're most desirable employer you're not going to be any more desirable throughout your time with an employer than whenever you are starting with them remember that um so you have to use that as leverage right get as many for me personally whenever i graduated in december 2017 i made sure to get as many offers as i can and put them put i bid them all against each other and i i was like yo i need to come up this ain't i got this i got my boy over here he offered me this yeah. offering me this i need you to come up a little bit and they say yes or they're gonna say no. most likely they're gonna you, they're gonna say yes because it's not gonna be like a you know crazy they, they're not talking 20 20 000 probably it's like 10k something like that so you know use that as leverage that's all it is y'all y'all can't be afraid to negotiate with these people because at the end of the day look <laughs> it's not their money that is coming from it's coming from the company's money you're not asking the hr manager to give you her salary you're you, right you they, it's coming from the company so shoot Ask them for fifty thousand more than <laughs> than what they, than what they are uh, offering you. It's at the, you never know what's gonna happen. I mean, know at, know your worth at the end of the day. That's all I'm saying. If you think you're worth this amount, make sure you get it. That's all it is. Go and preach to him real quick. <laughs> but no, nah, seriously though, that's know know your worth. But that's one of Alex's hashtags that he always using. Like that's one of his signature go to uh, slogans or whatever. <laughs> like no, because I think he's a big proponent of that because he he exemplifies that with what he, um with like how he lives his life. Now, I know you you went through all your negotiation phase when you first got into your uh, the company you work for now. And that honestly inspired me a lot. I'm like, this dude just say, nah, you ain't giving me no less than this. Like, I'll, <laughs> I promise you, I'll walk, out the, I'll walk out in a second if you don't give me hey, what man. I want. <laughs> that's but all it is. That's a good, that's, that's really, that's a good personality, I guess, in that case, because people will play you if you, if you let them. And I think it's important to know that everything is negotiable. I think my dad always, always says that. And it truly is like nothing is really set in stone unless you just make it set in stone. Like somebody, if somebody gives you an offer, 
why do you have to accept it? Because nothing else, because you have anything else, go find something else. I don't know. But it's just important to like, don't sell yourself short because of what somebody else thinks that you're worth, though. As time does continue to move on, college degrees will become less valuable. Like the degree itself, and you've already seen it. Like you see certain jobs, like, you know, they say math, they say education required, master's degree, starting salary, fourteen seventy an hour. Like, bro, <laughs> you telling me my my uh, higher education graduate degree is only worth me getting fifteen dollars an hour, bro? I could go fry some burgers and rank up faster than that, bro. Come on, like that, y'all just playing with my name like that, bro. Like, no, it's better know your worth over time, huh? Better know your worth. Hey, man, over time. It's gonna. It, it will become less valuable because number one, because more and more people are going to college, so now that kind of dilutes the you know the wow factor of it, if you want to call it that. It's becoming more and more um, desirable, which is gonna decrease its uh, actual value. Just it's natural. That's just how things work. Um, supply and demand. Honestly, that's really all it is. Um, but the thing about it is, uh, you know, there's as time. Times do continue to change, and we do become more progressive. There's lawyers that kind of accept skills um, if you w- without a college degree. Um, it's harder. It's harder to see right now because I think we're kind of in that gray area where we're not. We're still kind of transitioning into that. Like a lot of skills that can be learned online are going to be a lot more prominent in the future, right? When you talk about coding, you talk about programming, web design, all these things that can be literally learned. You can learn how to code online. You can learn how to do those things online. And you can go get a job that's teach that pays hot, that pays good, right? Or they have there's a bunch of jobs where you only need certain certifications to to work these, you know, coding jobs and those kind of things, right? Um because honestly as the cost of college continues to rise, people uh, and that's another thing. People are going to just decide not to go to school um, and they'll choose to really learn how to do things on their own, learn skills online and then transition into the careers that accept those skills without a formal education. Right. Um, now, that's there's a caveat to that, because if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, those kind of things, now nah, you need to go to school and get a degree obviously i don't think that's ever going to change because i don't you know i don't want to ever go to a doctor's office and like yeah i'm here for this procedure and they're like okay uh yeah let me just see what i need to do on google let me just look it up real quick no i don't i don't need my doctor looking up what my what my symptoms are on webmd to diagnose me <laughs> you know for a lot of these like i said a lot of these other uh companies you don't really need a college degree all right I think to a separate degree that people are like, well, the reason that people are not pursuing that four year degree as often now is because of the time it takes in order to get that degree. Like people are, are you know, today age, people are like uh, really, really enjoy that instant grat- gratification factor. Like people love just to have things come to them almost immediately. And now this may not be the case for like doctors and, and lawyers or engineers or whatever. Like you, yes, you got to go ahead and just go ahead and get, get that four year degree or get that specialized education. But for the most for the most part, people who are like looking to move like with with the way that the world is moving right now, like with in- the Internet of Things, like with uh, IT, like just with technology in general, fourth industrial revolution. Like this is where people are like 
where, where people are like going to be praised a lot more for their specialized skills, like with coding, like you mentioned, like with web designing. This is stuff that you can just get off the internet, like where you can just go research how to do it, and then you can have that specialized skill. I think this is like a way that people can uh, bypass that going to four, a four-year degree and accruing all this stu- all these student loan debt, and basically not have to worry about getting that formal degree at the end of the day. Even I've heard Elon Musk say before that he he don't care about if you got a college or a high school degree. I mean, if you want a job at Tesla, all you need is the skills. There's no need even to have a college degree oh, okay. at all, uh, or even high school. The, um, I mean, if somebody graduated from a great university, that may be an indi- that may be an indication that they will be capable of great things, but it's not necessarily the case. Um, you know, if you look at, um, say, people like uh, Bill Gates, or Larry Ellison, Steve Jobs, these guys didn't graduate from college. Oh, Bob, yeah. But if yeah. you had a chance yeah. to hire them, of course, that would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you heard him say it: evidence of exceptional ability. That's all he want. That's all he cares about, right? He doesn't necessarily care about a formal training because that doesn't necessarily tell you nothing. It doesn't well for him. It doesn't tell you, you know, how well you're gonna perform um, as as an employee for Tesla. So that's that's I think that's where we're kind of moving towards as a society. A lot of like these t- startup companies, these tech companies, these you know companies that are you know like Google and those kind of companies, they're moving towards that kind of you know uh, standard of hey, can you perform? Because obviously, if you if you look at like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, they didn't necessarily go to school. But what you you're not gonna give them a job if they came to you because they don't have a college degree. No, you still gonna give them a job. So that's just the reality of the situation. Um, and even f- to a further extent too, if you want to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, you you don't really you don't need a college degree or formal education, right? Um, I mean, I just talking talking about like Bill Gates and excuse me, Steve Jobs. They have started of the biggest companies of all time both dropped out of school right um i mean yeah a college degree is helpful it's gonna it's gonna help accelerate the path if you do like let's say you do want to become a business owner but you still want to get a college degree it will help you and it can help you accelerate the path but it's not necessarily needed right like for me it's going to help me accelerate my path in terms of providing me the 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 income and the um the the surplus of uh or the, I guess, the injection of capital into my business. Um, but, you know, that's really the best, the, the number one way I'm leveraging it to help me. It's just from the income. I, that could be any job um, that that provides an income. So, um, but obviously, as we are talking about, most people aren't going to be entrepreneurs. So, you know, those people actually do need the formal education or, you know, some sort of um, formal education to get a certain career path um unless you did take the you know tesla route and you just learn the skills but because it's you know entrepreneurship and you know the way it's set up it wouldn't work if everybody wanted to become entrepreneurs right you need people to work for those entrepreneurs um bill gates mark zuckerberg uh steve jobs died but he you know apple they still they have some of the most highly trained engineers working for them and they didn't finish college. So that's why you always hear the phrase, A students work for C students. So 
Yeah, I was going to say that it's ironic that um, the, the careers like business owners that um, make the t- most money in, in this uh, country are the ones that uh, don't need the degree in order to get it. But then I started thinking about how the American dream is uh, well, like how the American dream is part of that system to in order to uh, get people to become those W-2 employees. Because, you know, the government need they um, need their business partner. And like like we talked about on the tax episode, I think that was last episode. Yeah. Right? Like, like we can't teach everybody how to be entrepreneur because then we ain't going to ha- have our business partner paying our paying the most in taxes. But <laughs> yeah. uh, at the end of the day, unfortunately, this that's just how it's gonna be. I don't know. So if if you well, if the if your goals in life are to uh, become a business owner or have anything specialized that doesn't require you getting that formal education, I think that's where you have to really take a step back and say it's caused the, the right uh, avenue for you to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, let's just be real. College doesn't really teach you anything about life um mm-hmm. teaches you how to memorize well we talk about like obviously like the, the formal part of college right classes all that stuff it doesn't teach you nothing about life college like the experience might teach you about mm-hmm. life in a way but the formal the formality, like the classes and stuff no that they teach you how to memorize equations definitions and all that kind of jargon they don't really teach you you know things Things that are going to be practical to you when it comes to starting a business and those kind of things, right? Real experience will always triumph school, um, regardless of what you want to do. If that's running a business or working a job, getting that real firsthand experience is always going to triumph any sort of formal education. Um, But don't take it from me. (laughs) And so when you walk into a boardroom with a bunch of guys in suits who all went to college, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, because they read a bunch of words. I've lived a bunch of life. Well, that's true. <laughs> Their law degree doesn't yeah. intimidate you. Yeah, yeah. It, right. it, it kind of evens us out, whether they know it or not. Where do you think you get that self-esteem from? Seriously. I mean, most My guys... My mom, first and foremost. But right. then just living life. Like, you know, being in real situations and having to be a person of high integrity and honesty and, you know... You, you never know. embarrassed yourself? No, of course not. You, you no. never walked in and said, oh, everybody thinks I, I, I'm ignorant here. I'm stupid. I, I, I never, I don't, I've, I don't feel ignorant. Right. You know, I, I don't. Right. I felt like I came up in a situation um, or, or a time, you know, where I wasn't afforded certain opportunities. And if afforded opportunities, I could be Oprah. I could be uh, Bill Gates. I could be Warren Buffett. In my experience... In business, there is very little difference, if any, between a very high-priced business education and what's available a lot for a lot less money. Look how many people go through business classes. If everything you needed was in that actual business class, in that book, it'd be too many successful business people. Right. <laughs> how many people graduate? Matter of fact, the professor wouldn't have the time to sit there and teach you. That knows this book. Them near verbatim, page by page, you know, right? Because he be an entrepreneur. Yeah, he too busy. I'm too. I'm doing way too much right now because I got the palm trees and and we doing we selling so much right. stuff that I'm doing that I ain't quite got time to teach no class right now because I'm winning. Well, yeah, y'all heard it firsthand from them, so you know that's all we gotta say on it. Um, that's it for this episode of the Money Monopolizers podcast. New episodes will be released every Thursday and will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Just search Money Monopolizers wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you learned something of value today. If you did, we'd appreciate it if you rated us five stars and left us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also find out more info about us on Twitter at The Monopolizers or on Instagram at Money Monopolizers. We post informative content on there that'll keep you engaged, so check that out and share those posts. But until then, we have it. You've been listening to The Money Monopolizers Podcast, helping you take control of your financial destiny. To learn more about how you can be in control of your money, visit MoneyMonopolizers.com. We'll catch you next time when Alex and Marlon share more personal finance and wealth creation tips with you. Now it's time to take action.